0: Hello and welcome to Sunset Sunrise Ministries. My name is Kirk and my wife here, Jody. Hi guys. <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking to you about why are we here? And uh, this question has been brought up to me by a friend of mine who asked me, why are we here? Why has God brought put us here on the earth? And you know, when he, when he asked me that, I'd never really given it any thought until he asked me, you know, why are we here? Just something I never ever gave it, gave it any thought. So, Jody, did you ever give it any thought until I asked you about why are we here? Mm,
1: not really. I really had never considered it a whole lot. I, I know the things that I've learned Growing up in church that, you know, kind of told me the reasons why, you know. But I never really specifically asked myself that question, no.
0: Mm. So. Neither have I. No. Just never never gave it any thought. Well, with
1: the exception of doing the Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren's book thing, where we did the study for a while that was talking about what our purpose was. So, but... You know, I knew that we all had a purpose. That God put us all here for a reason. We all had like a job to do, mm-hmm. and we were all given gifts. That part, yes, I have thought about over the years. You know, we've all been given gifts. We've all had a purpose that God planned out for us ahead of time. You know.
0: Well, I mean, <clears throat> after after uh, my friend asked me that question and and thinking about it, you know, I, I thought, well, you know. As a Christian, I'm here to do God's work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that's why I'm here. Right. But I don't think that's the only reason why God has me here. Mm-hmm. Um you know <clears throat> thinking about it and going, okay, you know, God placed me on earth to You know, and these are different scenarios that I was putting through my head is, did God place me here on this earth so that I would appreciate heaven more? You know, because without knowing bad, you wouldn't know what good is.
1: Right. But not all of the things here are bad. No,
0: but that's my point is, is right. you know, without knowing bad you wouldn't know what good is and right. Being on earth you definitely learn what bad is and you learn what good is, you know. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, uh, well, you know, it could be that and then it was well did God put me here to learn to trust in him and to reach out to others, you know, getting me prepared to to minister or to reach out and help others find Him, right? You know, um, kind of like when I was a kid. You know, I, I if I got a special gift, I was excited about that gift. I would hop up and down and I would hold it and I would show people and I said, "Look, this is my gift. Can't touch it. It's mine." But I would take it everywhere with me. I would run up to the table when it was dinner time and I'd set it next to me and I would eat and it would sit next to me on the table and then I would. When I was done, I'd pick it back up and I'd run out and show my friends. And, hey, guys, look, this is my gift. You could get the same thing, too. But you can't touch my gift. This is mine. Right. You know. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that I gave consideration is that, you know, the Lord is my gift. It's in in me. It's mine. And I can show it to everybody around me and say, hey, you can have this, too. Yeah. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's just it, either. Right. Right. I mean, as a Christian, I think we should be helping others to find Him. Yes. But I don't think that's the sole reason why. Oh, and I,
1: I do think that we should have that kind of excitement.
0: Well, we should, yeah. but but I don't think that's just the only reason why we're here. Right. You know. So as we, as as I had you do some deep diving and some searching. Why don't you show us, tell us what you discovered?
1: Well, you know, when you look this up, there's tons of different scriptures that talk about it. Um, Revelation twenty one three talks about how we're supposed to dwell with him. Uh, of course, in Genesis, the very first, when God created Adam and Eve, they were created to rule and and uh, reign over the earth. They were to. Uh, take care of the earth and to name the animals and to take care of them and to, you know, have dominion over the earth and the animals. It says that in Genesis 1 and 2. Um, And so I thought, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Um,
0: Now, at that point, though, that would have been primarily... Just in the garden. Though. Just
1: in the garden. Yes, they would have
0: been primarily living in the garden. Right.
1: This is when everything's perfect because
0: they yeah. they they didn't do anything wrong. Right. They were living this the dream. This is drain. the very beginning. Yes, yes.
1: This is when God first created man. Um, Ephesians one five says that we're predestined for adoption. Uh huh. Um, of course, Matthew twenty eight nineteen says that we're created to make disciples. Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. Second um, Timothy one nine says he called us to a holy calling. Um, Colossians one 16 says all things were created through him and for him. So we were created through Jesus, through God, right. but we were created for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of my favorites is Ephesians two 10. We are his workmanship created for good works in Christ. Right. We are created to do good, to show people Christ, which is to do good works. Um, um, and then of course, then romans eight twenty eight goes with that. it says, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. so when we're when we become a Christian, mm-hmm. we become called to his purpose, whatever that is, whatever his purpose is. First um, peter two nine says that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people for uh, for his possession. so we are for his possession, and we are to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness and into his light. I like that too. That's that's similar to being disciples, but it's saying we're supposed to be proclaiming what God does to people. And that's what we're trying to do here on this podcast. Mm -hmm.
0: But I also believe that we were put here for us to For the fellowship between God and right. us, you know, when God made Adam and Eve, not only did He put them uh, in the Garden of Eden, since they were the only two on this earth, right? It was for the fellowship between God
1: and man, mm-hmm. and
0: and man, you know, because He made Him, He made man in His likeness, right. So he wanted to be able to fellowship with each other.
1: Right. And the Bible doesn't say that specifically, but God does it right. specifically. So it doesn't have to say God created men for fellowship. God fellowshiped with the men that he created. Well, he, it does so, say that
0: he He fellowshiped with them. When he came into the garden.
1: He would talk with them daily. Yes. Yeah.
0: When he came into the garden that after he created mm-hmm. Eve and they had eaten the tree and they were hiding. Right. And he had came into the garden looking for them right. to fellowship. And right. he was concerned, where are you hiding? You know, why? You know? Right. So that was his time to fellowship with them. Yes. So,
1: Wouldn't that be amazing yeah. to have had that kind of relationship at that point with God. But how sad it is that they lost it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's the woman's fault. But, you know? <laughs> We're not going there tonight. <laughs> if he would have just clubbed her. But, you know, hey.
1: He followed suit.
0: <laughs> That's because she held it over his head. <laughs> uh-huh. Not funny.
1: I also went on Billy Graham's site, and um, he gave three different things uh, when you look up, why are we here? Yeah. And the first thing is he said, to live in God's presence, which is what we're talking about with Adam. Mm-hmm. And we still, to this day, can live in God's presence We don't have the same closeness that Adam had because there's too much sin corrupting this world. Yeah. And there's too much stuff between us now. But Adam had such a pure relationship with God at the beginning. But we are to live in God's presence. We are to reflect his glory, which is making disciples and declaring what he does. And we are to delight in God, which I love that. We're to delight in him. And that means all of those things that he teaches us at night when we're listening to our scriptures at night, like we've shared with some of you guys, or when we're doing study during the day or when God does a miracle in somebody else's life, which we've also witnessed, you take delight in that. You're so excited for that person because, you know, God just did something really cool for them too.
0: Yes.
1: Or you see something in scripture that comes alive to you and you take great delight in it because, you know, God just opened that up just for you. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's for you to share with somebody else. Right. You know that that is that's an amazing feeling so to to live in god's presence to reflect his glory and to delight god oh that says to delight god not to delight in god so to delight him
0: you're to make him happy
1: yes but also to delight him yeah we're we're to make him happy right which he also makes us happy so delighting in god is also i think true But this says to delight God, which means we are to be living a life that makes him happy. Mm -hmm. I remember somebody shared that a long time ago. They said something about um, before they went to bed each night, they asked God. Oh, I remember who it was. There was a um, ministry that our church supports called Jackie's House. It's in Dominican Republic. And the lady that runs the the orphanage, um, her name is Jackie, lost her child. Her child was abducted when she was very young. And so now she has an orphanage and she takes care of other children whose parents can't take care of them. But one of the things that she said that I love is at the end of every day, she asks, did I make my father happy? And she's referring to God, did I make God happy today? And I think that that is a good way to describe this, to delight God. Did I make him happy? You know, there's always things that we can do that are not going to make God happy. You know, it can just be attitudes. I have had a bad attitude today, earlier in the day. Um, And it wasn't horrible, and I didn't, I may have vented to Kirk a little bit. But it was just, um, it's been a frustrating two or three days. And there were some things that came up that we were not expecting. Things that I failed to take care of a long time ago that, okay, now i got to take care of it. And it was just a frustration for me. And I didn't have the best attitude. I probably didn't delight God in those moments, (laughs) you know? Right. But I recognize that, and I know that my attitude can always change. Our attitudes can always change, and I never, you know, changed how I felt about the Lord. I just didn't let Him calm me in those moments today. I failed Him, you know? So in that moment, I probably didn't make my father happy today. Hopefully, it didn't last all day long. And it didn't, but you know, that's why I love that God gives us lots and lots and lots of opportunities to continue to improve and grow. So, well, your friend asked you that question, and and that really sent you on a quest.
0: Well, it did. It <clears throat> his his question, you know, it it struck a a question in me. That I had to seek out the answer for, because you know, sometimes when you're ministering or when you're talking to uh, people that you're not sure what what their beliefs are, it may it may they may challenge your belief.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm not saying my friend was trying to challenge my beliefs but because he brought up that question of why are we here and i didn't and i've never given it any thought his question led into this next question and that is if god is perfect why did he make us because We're not perfect Mm -mm. and God never makes mistakes. Right. When he does what in anything that God does, God never makes a mistake. Right. Everything that he does is perfect. So, with that said, for him to be perfect, then why did he make us? (laughs) Because we're human. Right. And we know we're not perfect. In a long shot.
1: And in order to get that answer, you have to go back to Genesis again. You
0: have to go back to Genesis, yes. Where it all starts. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And really, when we read through Genesis 1 and 2, actually, it's really about in chapter 3 when you get to that part. Right. Um, we discovered that God created Adam
0: mm-hmm.
1: in his image. Right. He took Eve from Adam
0: and made, and made her. Made Eve from Adam's bone. Right. So that's why she's called woman because right? she's bone of of the man's bone.
1: Right. And they were the perfect ones.
0: God made them perfect. Right. But because, so you can say that God didn't make a mistake. God made humans perfect. Originally perfect. Right. You know, they had no fallacies. But because God loves us and he gives us free choice. Right. And.
1: He tested them.
0: God knows that we're human and he loves us anyways because we're not perfect. But he made them perfect and he gave them free choice. And. She failed,
1: and, and then, then he, he yeah. failed. Right.
0: That's why we're not perfect either, because right. we're a carbon copy of them. So if you take a co- if you take a, an original, and you take a carbon, if you take a photocopy of it, mm-hmm. and then you take that copy, and then you take a copy of it, and then you take that copy, and you take a copy of it, by the time you get, say, 25 copies down the line it's going to be the most blurred hard to read thing and that's us right we're that hard to read thing that's not anywhere near what it originally was
1: right we're not what god planned right now he knew that we were going to be here yes because he he knows everything
0: but he still loves us,
1: right? And because he loves us, he did give us a free choice. Yes, he did. He didn't want to just create a bunch of robots. He wanted to create people who would choose him. Mm-hmm. And so when he talked to them in the garden and told them, "You, you have everything. Everything is yours except this one thing. It's all yours." We, Kirk and I were even talking about every plant. Because the the Bible states it very clearly, everything green
0: was for their food. They could eat anything green in the garden.
1: Anything green, except from that one tree. So anything that grew out of the ground, they were able to eat. That means there was nothing that was poisonous. There was nothing that was going to make them sick. And when you think about it now, like people who learn to live off the grid, you know, or they, you know, the survival shows and stuff like that, they have to learn which plants are safe to eat and which ones are not. Everything was safe to eat in the garden. Everything. It was all safe to eat. But man had free choice. And they were able to go in and make a decision. Do we listen to what our father's telling us? Do we listen to him or do we listen to this snake? (laughs) Yes. And, you know, that's a really good um, parallel for for today. There's a lot of snakes out there that are still talking. And I'm sorry, but I choose to listen to my father instead. You know, there's an awful lot of things that are being pushed right now, agendas, agendas. Political parties have agendas, and doctors have agendas, and, and you know, different people have agendas. But the only agenda that matters is God's. So, you know, and that's what he wants from us, is for us to, um, to choose him. To choose his voice and not the others. Which is where Adam and Eve failed, and hopefully we don't fail. Hopefully we don't listen to the other and fail God, you know? So. Okay, so Kirk just showed me this verse that popped in his head. Um, As I was talking, he had one that kind of triggered his memory. Uh, Philippians one twenty seven says, Just one thing, as citizens of heaven, live your life worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or I am absent, I will hear about you that you are standing firm in the in one spirit, in one accord, contending together for the faith of the gospel, and I think that that's really what it's important now for us. I mean, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, you know, what they did set us on this course, right. and so now our purpose is to live as citizens of heaven. And to live our life worthy of the gospel of Christ. And that way we know that God's going to see us, whether he's here or he's absent. He's going to hear about it, and he's going to know that we're standing firm. And that's really what he wants from us. That's what he wanted from Adam and Eve in the garden. He -hmm. wanted them to stand firm and resist the temptation, and they didn't.
0: Well, yeah, because we need to live our lives on this planet for the Lord.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what he's telling us in Philippians is we need to live our life for him, whether he comes back right. to get us or whether we die to go meet him. Right. Either way. But either way, we need to live our life for him. Right. Because eventually he's either going to come get us or we're going to go to him. Right. So.
1: And don't beat yourself up like I can tend to do sometimes when I have a rough go. Of a day, we're all going to have days that are harder than others. But you, the at the end of the day, or in the middle of the day, or at the beginning of the day, keep your focus on the Lord. Bring your focus back to the Lord, and it'll get you right back where you need to be. We're all going to have temptations. We're all going to have tests.
0: Well, you're always going to be tested as right. a Christian.
1: The bottom line is, choose God every time. Mm-hmm. Choose His Word every time. Don't let the other stuff... Take you away from Him. Choose Him. Yep. So, hope that encourages you guys tonight. This is something, again, that's been really heavily on Kirk's heart. Um, so much so that when uh, I shared last week at our Bible study, ladies' Bible study, yes, he went with me to ladies' Bible study. He asked a whole group of women this question. And I think it's important to... Ask questions when you really are seeking answers, and God will give you the answers. And he did. He directed—he actually already answered the question for Kirk. Mm -hmm. And a woman that we very highly respect and admire, who's been serving God for over 90 years, answered exactly the thing that God had already answered to Kirk. So she confirmed it, and we appreciate that very much. Um, But God does that. He always will confirm— When you're seeking, when you want answers, he will always give you the answers that you're looking for if you really seek it with your whole heart. So anyway, God bless. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye-bye.